Reuben Watson should have never amounted to much. Ask him what his childhood was like, and he'll start off by telling you how as an eight-year-old he tried to take his own life. Hi, I'm Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. To look at Reuben now, you never know he was once a little boy who had to secretly break into his mother's bedroom just to get food to eat. The journey from where he was then to where he is now is something not even the best fiction writer could have come up with. But that journey is Reuben Watson's nonfiction story of hope. A warning, some of the material in this episode is sensitive and may not be suitable for young ears. Please listen first before sharing with your children. If your life was a book, how would it read? A comedy? A fairy tale? A mystery? A thriller? The Book of Reuben begins like a straight-up tragedy. I attempted uh, suicide uh, around the age of eight. I tried to actually hang myself, and I don't know where it came from. I couldn't tell you. I knew that if I couldn't breathe, I couldn't live. And I thought that was the answer. Reuben was born to a mother battling mental illness. And the first eight years of his life were filled with stories of abuse, neglect, and pain. Because I really thought if, if no one can love me, my, my own mother who was supposed to love me, I thought that no one could love me. I thought that was the only answer uh, out of anger and rage uh, in my life. And uh, that was the first of a few attempts of suicide that I had at a very young age. And, um, you know, and it was a, a time in which I, I really thought that was the only answer. But what eight-year-old Reuben couldn't know was, this was only the first chapter of a long and beautiful story. From Send Relief, this is Stories of Hope, Episode 89, The Book of Reuben. As a baby, there was this beginning theme for my life um, where I wasn't sure if I had value or worth or that I could be loved. There were some difficulties that my biological mother had. She was a paranoid schizophrenic. Uh, she also struggled with bipolar disease. And uh, I would say this, that she loved me in the best way that she could. Reuben Watson was born in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and his childhood memories are not good ones. Reuben remembers how he was hungry. He remembers how he was abused. And he remembers how all of that seemed normal. It was a home that I grew up in. We had, uh, we had roaches, you know, it was just like a part of life. I didn't think anything of it then. At the time, I was like, you know, it's just the, the life that you live. There were things that I experienced as a kid with physical abuse and, and things like that that uh, once again reminded me or continued to lay the foundation of insecurity and value worth. Eight-year-old Reuben survived, barely, his first suicide attempt. What came next was no surprise. Chapter two of The Book of Reuben featured different settings, but the same plotline. There was more insecurity, more uncertainty, 
and more abuse. That was the beginning of foster care for me. Soon after that, I spent the next four years uh, bouncing to 13 different foster homes, a few different mental hospitals, a few different crisis units. Uh, three of the foster homes that I was in, I dealt with physical abuse as well. And so it didn't just stop. On a scale from one to five, the state designated Ruben's behavior as level five. That meant most foster families or group homes would not accept him. There had to be one place that would take me in, would accept a level five kiddo uh, at that time because of anger and stuff that I dealt with, and that was Spring Meadows, which is one of our residential facilities, Sunrise Children's Services. Spring Meadows is one of 17 facilities owned by the Kentucky Baptist Convention through the Sunrise Children's Services. When there's a child like Reuben, a child who only knows how to create and live in chaos, Sunrise gives them what they need to live a better, more peaceful life. It was the first time in a long time that I had my own bed, that I felt safe, that I had, I knew that I had a meal. I knew that I could count on that. I knew that I wouldn't be cast out. I'd be okay for two months or three months. And then it was time to control the chaos because I knew if I controlled the chaos, I couldn't be hurt. And lo and behold, when that chaos time came at, at Spring Meadows, there was nowhere for me to go. And so even in the midst of my chaos, uh, I was loved and I was cared for um, and I was challenged. But little did I know the Lord was planting seeds for things to come, uh, that he was creating a story in which he would be glorified one day. After more than two years at Sunrise, a new family came looking for Reuben. That family turned out to be his forever family. That was uh, the Watsons. As you know, my name is Reuben Watson. Uh, but they actually brought me home from Sunrise Children's Services and from the boys' home, and I became theirs. In the safety of a permanent home, Reuben still stirred up turmoil and rebellion. But at the Watsons' house, the chaos that Reuben would create was no match for the peace and calm his new mother would show. Reuben remembers one episode in particular. Chaos. Breaking things, I'm throwing things, revolting slamming doors, all this is going on. And I lash out, say, you know, send me back to, to Spring Meadows, send me back to foster care. I don't want to be here. I don't need to be here. Um, you don't love me, you know, whatever hurtful things I could get out at the time. And in the midst of all that going on, she, she sat down uh, with me on the bed and I'm still angry, breaking trophies, whatever it is that I can do. And she looks at me and she's like, Ruben, I'm not letting, go, letting you go, like you are mine. But to see that from a parent, um, it's something I hadn't experienced. And so began the next chapter of Ruben's story. He thrived in the stability and love of his family. He excelled in school and sports. And when he graduated from high school, he headed off to college. Then, an unexpected tragedy brought back the chaos. One of my best friends uh, had committed suicide my freshman year of college. And I spent that first semester it brought up all the trauma that I'd never dealt with and all the shame and guilt. It was during this crisis that God reached down, wrote a plot twist into the book of Reuben, and changed his life. 
Lord revealed to me then that he brought up all those things and said, despite those things, I love you. I love you to the point where I'm gonna send my son to die for the things that have happened to you and for the things that you have caused. At that moment, I, I was free from my trauma, I was free from my pain, and I knelt and I wept, and I had never wept before because I realized that I, I was loved this whole time, that he was going to keep me and he had kept me because he said, I love you enough to keep you. All the different chapters in my book, uh, a book of Reuben, Watson Chronicles, hopefully it's just something that points back to how good God is, how good is God, that he knew when I was born and when I was first given up for adoption, that when in those years of abuse that I experienced in all the foster homes that I went through, uh, the multiple suicide attempts, I would arrive at this point. No one saw it coming. Certainly not Reuben. Now, nearly 20 years after being rescued by Sunrise Children's Services, Reuben works for Sunrise. As their Director of Diversity, Outreach, and Advancement, he helps other minority children find the same kind of success that he found. When I came on to Sunrise, I said, I want to spend time with the kids. Uh, as you can imagine, with teenagers, uh, you, I often hear you don't get it, you don't understand what it's like. Then when I get the opportunity to share my story with them, they're like, oh, there's someone who does get it. If I had to pick one thing for people to know is that you too can, can join in on that cause um, and you can help our kids and our families be more than what the world has determined them to be. It's fantastic that we support missions. It's fantastic that we support uh, international missions. All those things are great. I don't think people realize that we've got missionaries that do it every day in our foster homes that are laying their lives down. Uh, you don't just have to be a foster parent full time. There's ways that you can serve and be a champion for kids within your community. And so the Book of Reuben is not just about Reuben Watson. The Book of Reuben is about the boys and girls he sees every day, and it's about the families who can help them. And ultimately, the Book of Reuben is about the God who puts families together. As he does so, he makes new beginnings for families who will write new chapters and new books about kids who will one day have good stories to tell, just like those stories from the Book of Reuben. Uh, this isn't a Reuben story. This is a story of what the Lord has continued to do that other people were challenged and stepped into that place to care for the orphan and widowed and hope that my story reflects just how good his grace and mercy is and that he is glorified in that. Not a reflection of Reuben, but a reflection of Christ where the love that I'm able to show isn't because of me, but it's because Christ showed me love and I get to reflect that. This is Bryant Wright. Reuben's story is dramatic and memorable, but it's not unique. Right now in the U.S., there are almost half a million children in the foster care system. Every single one of them needs to know that they are loved, and there are simple, practical things you and your church can do to meet their needs and see God change their lives. To find out more, visit Sin Relief online at sinrelief.org. If you haven't already done so, Subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify Podcast and search for Stories of Hope. 
And finally, if you've liked what you've heard here, rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcast. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. This is Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Join me in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.